0: Good day and welcome to the Tech Central Podcast. My name is Daniel Robus and I'll be your host today as we explore the world of CypherWave. We have the entire exec team together, which is a first for us. It's almost more like a panel and I wish we were sitting together and having a a water because it's quite early in the morning. For my regular (laughs) listeners today, I never brought the Cypherwave team a cup of coffee. I brought my own. I'm still working through a kilogram of a Brazilian blend. And I must say it makes for amazing coffee. Wayne, if you didn't get your team a cup of coffee, that's their fault for not asking. But Cypherwave's got Two things that get them out of bed in the morning, according to the website. The first is good coffee. The second one is customers and customer care. And over the last 11 years, Cyberwave's business has grown and grown. Connectivity, cloud, and voice is being the center of business today with this work from anywhere transition that we've gone through. And whilst this explosion has happened in CipherWave, an executive team has emerged. This has been really handpicked and it's a dynamic team of seasoned professionals that cover the sphere of what the business is. Today we're going to meet more of them. And we want to unpack today how CypherWave has managed to develop its brand in South Africa over this time whilst keeping focus on innovation and customer experience. But enough from me, let's get to meet this team. And we're going to start with the rose amongst the thorns. Narisha, the head of people. What does that mean and what do you focus on for the
1: team?
2: Good morning, Daniel. Thank you. It's Narasha Parabu, the chief HR officer of the Cycleway group. I actually provide an HR service to Confinex as well as Cycleway. Connect being our private to the business. So it's basically following my passion as well as my focus, which is people enablement.
0: Awesome. You're working closely with Casper, Rajan, and Ross to make sure operationally and strategically the company goes through. Uh, do you ever feel outnumbered being the only lady on the board?
2: Not at all. Not at all. I have an amazing compliment of. And exists within the team, and
0: they take very good care of me. Oh, brilliant! Casper, CCO, what is that?
3: Morning, Daniel. So, CCO is Chief Cloud Officer. So, my focus is Cyberwave's cloud strategy, building that out, developing it, maintaining it, and implementing it. Of which its heart is a multi-cloud strategy, and its mm-hmm. roots is here in Metro in our data center. And then, other than that. Our main focus is we've got some key strategic partners, which we work with on a day-to-day basis over the last 10 years. Some names would be Microsoft, AWS, Nutanix, Veeam, VMware, Citrix, and MomCost. So we utilize them to build out our multi-cloud strategy.
0: Awesome. So your customers have choice right from the beginning. I see your yeah. sleeves are rolled up. Is that because you just came out of the data center and you were doing some heavy lifting?
3: Let's say that. Yeah. Okay. let's say that.
0: If this was not a recorded podcast, I would say you are the wire puller of the group, but we won't say that.
1: <laughs> In order to open the data center door, you need to roll up your sleeves. Let's That's say
0: that. true. There, there is no getting away from the heavy lifting that has to go on. Rajan, good morning.
4: Yeah, morning to you, Daniel. I'm grateful to be here. As the Chief Sales Officer, my key responsibility is to look after our customer engagement model. And I think it's quite a massive task considering where we are and our growth inside of CypherWave. We've got four strategic verticals that we support inside of our customer engagement model, and that being two made up of wholesale. And then the other two is just direct sales into larger enterprise customers, as well as SME customers. So on the wholesale and the channel side, we look after an array of ISPs, who we supply services
0: to, as well as
4: on the reseller side, which is more your managed services environment, we look after those partners as well.
0: Awesome. You know, once we get through the data center being there, being available, people have to know about it. And I guess you are the face of the organization together with Wayne.
4: Yeah, to a large extent. I think more Wayne than myself. But for myself, looking after the customers as such, we're always in the public eye, the public eye being the actual customers itself. So hence that engagement model is more one of empathy as opposed to anything else. And empathy, I think, is a key word for me living throughout the pandemic and actually surviving it as an ISP business. So yeah, 100%. Uh, awesome. Data empathy for our customers. That's what it's all about on a daily basis as opposed to
0: just chasing a hard deal. Yeah, I agree with that. The days of box dropping are over, are they not?
4: Yeah, 100%. That is correct.
0: So once we've selected the right people, we've got them aligned, we've got the data centers in place and we've sold the deals. Somebody has to deliver these projects and deliver on our promises. Ross, is that why you're wearing a jacket? Does the buck stop with yourself when it comes to taking things across the line?
1: Good morning, Daniel. Yes, it does. As the Chief Operating Officer, I'm responsible for key project operations, the support and service delivery within the organization, as well as IT support and systems. Obviously, our key focus is meeting our customer expectations and exceeding them as Rajan has mentioned. In the industry that we're obviously in, the services industry, it's sometimes difficult given the, the dependencies that customers expect us to deliver on on and the tough timelines. But we're always looking at ensuring that the engagement model is the correct one. And especially given that the difficult customer timelines and streams that Rajan and team sell into.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I come from a delivery background as well. And quite often, you are left holding the baby while the storm goes on around you. And just hats off for that over the last year, this must have been quite an interesting time. Well, we said the buck stops at delivery, but actually, Wayne, the buck really stops with yourself. We had a chat a couple of months ago, and you spoke strongly about the culture that you are engendering there, that the leadership adheres to and tries to build. And you are guiding this team what would you say is your differentiator that you bring into this team that the others don't have?
5: Daniel, so I think, you know, in terms of where the buck stops, you're a hundred percent correct. You know, it would stop with me, but actually the people that you see around me is actually collectively where this buck stops. Every one of them is a key dependency within the business and, and they all add value into our executive team. So I don't think I've been in a scenario where the buck actually stops with me because we leverage off each other. We're in the services industry and the differentiator is actually the service because the product that we offer has, you know, multiple options out there in the market. So to be able to differentiate what we have versus our competitor is really the the way our people and our team deliver it. Hmm. So, you know, the team around me, We come together with a collective view of understanding what the service value proposition is to the customer. You know, Narasha emphasizes that around the people elements so that, you know, our team really understand what Cypro stands for and the promise we make. And then when we go over to Rajan, from a sales perspective, how we portray that story is quite important. We don't want to oversell, over promise, over commit ourselves mm. to our customers. It's, you know, it's, it's one of the cardinal rules in selling. Casper really keeps us honest from a technology perspective, making sure that, you know, the tech delivers on its promise. So our engagements with our partners have to be the right ones to help us meet the service promise. And then Ross takes it home really from a delivery perspective where his team needs to make sure that, you know, the handover off to the customer is always against what the mm. expectation is. Mm. So mm. we're mindful of it in our exec team. What we really try and make sure that we're collaborating around is actually the story of where the buck stops. And we're trying to move that further and further down Into the organization. So actually, our most junior team members understand what that means and the buck stops with them, Mm. but they know that we're supporting them. Mm. So it is a different approach that we're trying to take within the business just so that we give people the ability to engage with customers. We don't all engage with every customer all the time. So we're trying to get to the first touch points and make
0: sure we're supporting the team. Awesome. I really like that. Well, let's talk around the customer engagement model. Is there a specific Cypher Wave experience that you are looking for and that has developed over the last 18 months, especially during these tumultuous times of this pandemic? Perhaps, Narasha, this is a good time to ask you, what does it look like where you drive your people towards the Cypher Wave way? I
2: think it actually starts with the onset of recruitment and selection, you know, identifying the right caliber of individual who wants to partner with the CyberWave team. We look for individuals who have drive, determination, along with the necessary work experience, of course. We also look for individuals who share our passion, and I'm going to say it slowly, and again, who share our passion for customer service. They also need to work well in a team as well as individuals who are able to problem solve. So that's what we look for in individuals. You know, given the pandemic and, you know, given the fact that we have to think outside of the box in terms of how we support our customers, Mm -hmm. I have to say to you guys, and and I know my team obviously agrees as well, is that our people are our key assets within our organization. And at the onset of the pandemic, you know, we had to look at various ways as to how we could find ways to support our employees better.
0: Okay. You know, it's all good and well talking around that and finding those people. But when the pressure hits and you've got to deliver the project, isn't it a case of do what needs to be done, Ross? Is it hard to stick to your principles that you want to get through because you've got a shouting customer?
1: Thanks, Daniel. I think over the last... 18 months with the pandemic, as Narosh has mentioned, the dynamics have changed, if not weekly, daily. One thing we've gotten used to in South is constant change. So the best way to describe our coping mechanism for myself and my team is communication. We create as many channels as possible to allow our teams to communicate. This is especially important when the teams are not all focused on the right criteria, but they have different diverse aspects that they need to cater for, but we're looking at communication and ensuring that is throughout the business. Okay. Staying on top of our customers in terms of key projects and the incidents that happen out there, to be able to jump in at any point in time to assist our team to resolve those issues. And I think the last one is remaining accessible to our customers, giving them confidence that we're on top of the actual outreach or the incident that has happened, and that we're there in their best interests as well.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Ross. What role does technology play in that communication side?
1: So we've looked at various mechanisms in terms of WhatsApp, email. We've also approached with Teams. And then obviously we've got our voice communication as well that we've adopted and our proactive monitoring system.
0: Okay. So the first thing is you want a high-touch instant communication with your Teams and that allows you to then communicate with customers as well is that giving you a consistency of messaging across and shortening those lag times between communications?
1: It certainly has, Daniel, yes.
0: Okay. Grajan, I know what it's like in the sales side during this time. And the temptation is we can do it all because we need the deals. How do you manage customer expectations through somewhat complex communication solutions that you're putting down and unrealistic customers at the same time?
4: So we've got quite a powerful CRM system that we rolled out a few months ago.
0: Couple that CRM
4: system with the word empathy I spoke about earlier, yeah. that's where our actual account planning exercises come into play. So we coupled both of those technologies, if you want to call them that, using Ross's accessibility to the customers, getting out there, understanding the customers, understanding their situation, and tying that back into what's a reality and what's not a reality. So over-promising, I think Wayne used that word, quite a powerful word in the sales space, because naturally you're chasing a deal on one hand, Mm. on the other hand you're Mm. actually trying to satisfy the customer. We managed to very successfully find that balance. The balance was, again, via that powerful CRM system we rolled out, as well as our sales methodology around account planning. And then the overarching factor for us was just empathy around understanding our customers, and we were spot on.
0: Awesome. Awesome. That's brilliant. So you sell the deals and architect them. You're responsible for putting the deals down in front of customers through channel or direct, and then it comes through to Casper. Casper when these cloud solutions are being adopted from customers in a work from anywhere environment it must be again quite onerous just to the expectation to their experience how do you make sure that this is again consistent constant and the cypher wave way
3: yes Daniel. yeah so especially let's say 10 years ago or 11 years ago when we started it was very difficult because cloud adoption was nowhere. And the technology wasn't there, obviously what we have today, but Cypher had the strategy over the last 10 years to constantly adapt and improve our offering and upgrade our infrastructure and upgrade our technology so that we could stay relevant. And where we started, it would take six months to convince a customer to move into the cloud. And then it would take a week, to get them into the cloud, as an example. Over the years, that has moved to, you can, within a week, possibly convince them, and then within a day or two, you could get them into the cloud. And where we now, it is within a day, you can convince them, and within a few minutes, you can get them into the cloud. So that's what we strive for, and that's what we've been working for. And the technology we've rolled out, We actually, with the automation that comes with it, our focus is to bring those minutes down to seconds at the end of the day. That's our main goal is to, within a few seconds, be able to take a customer live in the cloud. And I mean, even though it's been difficult, the principles we applied 10 years, they're still relevant. I mean, we've got customers who we signed up eight, nine years ago, offering services to JSE-listed companies from within our public cloud, and they still are customers today. So even though the technology and the cloud adoption wasn't there at the time, the right principles were there, and that's why it's still relevant today. We've just been able Mm. to enhance that experience as the years Mm. has gone along.
0: If we can get customers up so quickly, managing customers' expectations must be quite a balancing act because they can also then not pay attention to the complexity involved. How do you do that? How do you get them to appreciate both the professionalism of your team and the need to do good solution designing, even though we can get them running so quickly?
3: Yes, Daniel, so what we do is we do a lot of Mm -hmm. research and development. And what that enables us to do is understand all the sectors that we deal with from a customer base. And that simplifies it where we don't have to go and convince a customer within a day or two days if the solution will work. We can show them that the solution works in the cloud live with full transparency. And then that speeds up the process significantly.
0: Awesome. Just an off-piste question for you, Casper. You've got a multi-cloud environment and you've got a private data center are you seeing people repatriating workloads back to on-prem or is it still a rush to get everything into a cloud environment?
3: It's definitely a rush to get into the cloud. However, there are some customers who do have the assets that are still under warranty and they're not ready yet to move into the cloud. So what we do then is they move into the data center and they sweep that asset until they can no longer do that. And then they'll get disaster recovery into our cloud or a backup and restore into our cloud. And from there, they'll just enjoy the benefits of the cloud.
0: Great answer. Thank you very much. This You've got quite a clear process that we're going through, Wayne. How do we then innovate while you are still busy taking these structured projects and migrating people into this what's still termed a new technology. What's your approach been to maintain this innovation bias over the last 12 months?
5: Daniel, so the focus is on the customer experience. Previously, it used to be a technology-led focus. You want to be present, so you want to be on the latest tech. And as Casper mentioned, you know we've been providing cloud solutions for a number of years, similar for voice, similar for connectivity. What we're focusing on is how to improve the customer experience of onboarding and maintaining customers. So Ross was talking about, you know, the tech that we use to stay connected. And I remember, you know, back in the day when we used to process customer orders, it was very manual. Roger mentioned our CRM system, which is bringing us closer to better process management around our customer engagement. And it offers a whole host of other benefits to our sales team and the greater business, what we're now focusing on doing is moving more towards a self-service type environment where our customers have the ability to go in and upgrade services themselves or to remove services where they don't require it. What we found is, is that, you know, having the technology is great, but sometimes we can't move as fast as our customers want to. So on Ross's side, on the systems side of the business, there's a massive focus and we've got a number of projects on the go around automation and bringing our systems together so you know whilst in the broader concept of innovate most people would look and say well we want to go and get the next best technology we feel we're already cutting edge bleeding edge whatever phrase you want to coin what we're doing now is looking at it and saying okay we've got all of this really awesome technology in our business with so much redundancy And a lot of value that our sales team, you know, through Rajen can take to our customers. How do we make our customers or how do we get them to experience it? And so this automation project is about bringing all of our systems closer to our customers so that we can minimize some of the delays that we have in the traditional aspect of our business. And that's really, to talk to Casper's point, that's really what's making the deployment time quicker because the days to deploy was because of the manual process, people checking, people physically having to log on to servers and do that. Whereas now, you know, we have systems to process orders, which would shorten the delivery timeframe. We've got systems that are automated to deploy certain services. Hence Casper spoke about, you know, specific building systems that focus on specific areas and verticals, mm. whether it's in ERPs. And we've got so many of those customers that, for us to deploy a customer today is literally hours, if not to get those services up. But that's because we've innovated mm. around the systems. Mm. So there's a massive focus around automation and uh, automation to meet the customer experience and constantly improve. Because we mm. found that our customers enjoy interacting with us, the more we remove the barriers for them to access services.
0: Mm. Mm. It sounds like it's a really interesting time to be behind the walls of CypherWave. But it also says that this innovation is going to create some interesting situations that you go through. And you guys have just gone through a technology refresh on your cloud. Casper, what was the objective of deciding on a new hypervisor partner?
3: So the main objective was, had a few pillars, one being automation to tie in with the rest of what what we're doing in the rest of the business. Secondly was scalability and performance. Performance is very important for us. When a customer moves into our cloud, if he's got any questions around performance, they should be asked before the service goes live and they should not be discussed again. That's our strategy. It should just work. They move to us, um, they tie in our cloud because they know we'll... Running at optimal performance, optimal security. Security is very important for us, very, very important. And the new platform offers us that. Okay. It's the Nutanix platform. And then backup and disaster recovery. Normally, people forget about that, but that's one of the key things with regards to our cloud. Where backups are not optional, as an yeah. example.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. Not
3: optional, we'll protect your data if you want it or not.
0: Okay, so you don't drop your standards because someone wants to pay less. You you have a standard that you maintain and that's our minimum that we're going to be giving. Your data is going to be protected even if you don't think that it's worth protecting. We're going to protect that data for you, which is, I think, a really good standard to have. We've pinned our colors to the mask. But that must make operations quite intense. Ross, how do you carry on innovating under these circumstances when you've got these high standards and you're looking after people's businesses and their data, how do you know when to say to Wayne, I don't know if you can say to Wayne, slow down Wayne, you know, we've ADHD, g would we now need to bed these things down. Is that your role in the company or who does that?
1: Yes, Daniel, thanks. I think we're always looking to push the boundaries because we need to ensure that we maintain at a minimum commitment to the customer. I think if we look at it, it's a value-added service from a perspective where that's the way that we differentiate ourselves in the industry. We're always trying to minimize or shorten the time to market or the go-to-market that we can actually execute on and getting our services delivered to the customer. We're trying from an innovative approach in our systems to ensure that they're fully integrated. There's minimum handoffs is full automation in terms of what Wayne and Cuspers mentioned. Where we are not able to do that, we'll look to strategically partner with vendors or suppliers to ensure that they can deliver that for us and then we can obviously provide that through to our customers. I think as we continue to grow and bring services to our customers, we're constantly evaluating our internal processes and our operating model within the business to ensure that we can deliver our high expectation and demand to our customers.
0: Awesome. So there's this, we want to change, but we want to make sure the experience is aligned to the expectation of the customer. And whether that's a staff member or that's an end user, the level is the same. It's a focused session on service. Okay. How do you do that as a team? And maybe, you know, as we're coming to the end here, You guys are, there's not a lot of gray hair around the table there. You are all fairly young and very energetic. So considering all of this, where you seem to be on top of where you are going, Naresha, what do you think makes a good team? And what do you think is the secret in the source that keeps you guys together?
2: Daniel, I think a team that drives business strategy is able to collaborate and have a collective approach. And that's something that we do have as an executive team at PsychWave. Whilst we are actually doing so, we are at the same time modeling our company culture as well as our values. So that's what works for us, I believe.
0: So, do as I do is the mandate, not do as I say.
2: Absolutely.
0: Okay. I quite like that. Rajan, whilst we've got all of these delivery guys that are bowing to the customer and the customer needs, someone has to add the sex and the sizzle. How do you maintain that within the team when we are worried about delivery, 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 you have to be get the deal, work the deal, make the customer happy. What do you bring to the party?
4: Yeah, so Daniel, I think to keep the internal teams motivated as well as the market, I think a small portion of this conversation has been missed out. And that's the efforts that Wayne and myself have put into marketing. So what marketing has done for the Cypherwave brand as well, internally and externally, it's given us that next level of sex appeal so we find customers loving our innovation through marketing we find our internal staff loving our innovation through marketing and that keeps us away from distracting ross and casper on the innovation side and on the service delivery side so not a smoke and mirror kind of story but more a real life story however as narasha mentioned the word strategy it's a key strategy of ours keep the guys excited internally and externally through a different avenue and then the the back end or backstage guys will have that opportunity to do what they do to the best of their ability
0: okay okay that's really good thank you rajan that's nice casper when we are looking at a team and you've got the hands-on stuff of really getting dirty with your team what is the one leadership tool that you bring that you use constantly to make sure that you're in touch with your team both left and right of you and the team that works in the data centers
1: from
3: my side a few things accountability very important trust your peers trust your team definitely and then lastly from my side it's i've been here 10 years so a commitment sure. to the business i think it's a trade that we all have but not just commitment growing commitment it's fine to say you committed to the business and you stay at that level of commitment for 10 years instead of saying, I'm going to grow my commitment to this business year on year on year. And that's the main focus.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So I used to ask people in interviews, have you got one year experience and nine years of repeat? Or do you have 10 years of experience? And I think you're <laughs> talking to them. Exactly. So, so Ross, you know that you're in the firing line now. You seem to be quite a straight talker and a straight walker. What is your management style and how does that complement the guys around you?
1: I think my management style is very open communication. Again, as what Casper said, ensuring that you can trust your your colleagues, ensuring that the individuals take accountability. From my perspective, it's always an open-door policy. The individuals can come to me at any point in time and it's not just my peers that are sitting in this room, but also my team members, they can come and approach me at any point in time. And we can listen and understand as to what we can come up with and resolve their issues if there are any issues and understand.
0: So there's no career-limiting questions. Is that what you...
1: No, not at this point, no. Oh,
0: good. Okay, Wayne, just remember that when it comes time for increases.
1: Oh, well noted. <laughs>
0: And Wayne, I mean, that comes to you. And and what do you think makes a good executive team? And what are the areas that you're working on with the team to improve? If there were three areas you would like to improve. So what makes a good team? And what are the three areas you're working on that's going to make you super duper?
5: So, I mean, what, you know, the makings of a good team is really around how we communicate and collaborate. All of us sitting around this call have put various roles through our functions. I think we focused heavily on making each other understand what the dependencies are. And that's really so that when you know the poor poor hits the fan, we're not choking each other. We have the ability to approach each other and communicate around the problem. So communication is quite important. The second thing is accountability. Casper mentioned it and it's a message I preach. Often when I'm speaking to not just the executive team, but also the greater team within the business, because that's quite important, you know, once you touch and on it, mm. own it mm. and we talk about a relay in our business, in the sense that when you're passing things over, you know, from team to team, it's quite important to make sure that there's an awareness of how you hand that over and it's not just a hospital pass. So those are, you know, the two fundamental principles within our executive team. Because that really what that does is it just talks to the, you know, the respect we have for Mm. each other, which Mm. I think when we go over to Narasha, you know, that's one of the most important pillars for her. You know, we've got to respect each other. So it has Mm. to start with this team. If we're not emulating that respect then our direct reports see our behavior and they emulate that behavior, Mm. which I think Mm. talks to what Narasha was talking about. Mm. And so, you know, It's not perfect. It's work Mm. in progress every day. And if you're Casper, it's been working progress for the last 10 years that you've gotten better with it over time. And so when we bring new team members in, you know, we want to take that approach.
0: Okay. I'd like to hear from you, Rajan. What would you say to a customer that's looking for a new partner? What would they look for? What would you say they should look for in a new partner which would give them access to the way that the CypherWave team works?
4: Yeah, Daniel, again, I think you hit the nail on the head by using the word partner. CypherWave is all about partnership. So if we extract customer from the customer statement and we replace it with the word partner, that's exactly the engagement you would get with CipherWave. So Catherine mentioned earlier on, one of our first customers slash partners have been with us for the past eight years. I mean, that alone speaks volumes, meaning that we've built a business relationship based on a partnership so that customer trusts us, we trust them, and and that's what shows growth.
0: Awesome. Thank you. So to all of you who are looking for a new partner that you want to work with, go onto the CypherWave website, make an appointment and come and see Rajan and, and hold him to the taste test. See if he can stand up to that and see if the door is always open. We could never end a podcast, Wayne, without having your message. And I guess this is going to be a Christmas message to both your customers, both prospects and customers, and to your employees. What is out there for 2022 for CypherWave?
5: I think, you know, just to start off by saying thank you. You know, it's been an exceptionally difficult time. We are still in a pandemic, you know. So my message would just be to the folks and my team around me to say thank you. You know, they've soldiered on through the last 18, 24 months trying to just keep the business Mm -hmm. afloat. And by that, I mean in terms of supporting our customers and their teams. To our customers, the thank you would be thank you for keeping the communication channels open for allowing us to engage with you and continuing to support us. I think every business has gone through a tumultuous time over the last period. And so it's great for us to be able to come out and still have customers that we can service. For the potential customers that are out there, business is about people. There is no silver bullet. You can buy a product and it could could work out horribly wrong, but just knowing that you have the ability to pick up the phone and engage with be it an executive or anyone in the business. And they're willing to take your call, listen to what the problem is and are are wanting to try and assist you is what we try and achieve. Our business is run by people. And even to myself, you know, sometimes we do drop the ball. Mm. What's fundamentally important is understanding that you can depend on us is because we're not just about the product we sell, We've been doing that for many years. We understand the product. You know, we're about understanding the customer's business. So typically, we tend to get very involved so that when we do get that telephone call, you know, we understand where it comes from. And we're always trying to improve on that. So, you know, the message is really that it's been a tough year. I think you speak of December and we're all looking forward to a break. We know our customers and partners are looking forward to a break. It's a well-deserved break that I think we all just need that time just to reflect, to rest, to be able to spend time reconnecting. You know, the lockdown levels have come down, and I think it is a time where we can try and plan to connect with family and friends. And it's important. Mm. It's important to, you know, revitalize those batteries. 2022, from a wave perspective, and, you know, the team have been together. We've been sitting down and looking at, Where the focus areas are, we're very, very excited about what the next year potentially could bring. We're focusing on the areas that we're in control of. We have an 80-20 rule within the executive team, which is 80% of the work that's in my control. I'm going to focus my efforts and time. The 20% where I have a dependency, I'm going to take that 20% to my personal 80%. And then I'm going to, you know, leverage on the relationships. So we have a clear strategy for next year, you know, around better engaging with our customers because we've seen that they've been very busy this year and some of them we haven't managed to connect to. So it's really more of a focus of connecting with existing customers. We want to focus on getting more of our story out there for next year because we didn't do a lot of that. And part of that was really just exposing the greater market to who the executive team is around the brand. We all know that it's not so much about one person and I have all the faith in the world around the people that are around me and around the execution around our deliverables. So we want to get our product out there. We want to engage a lot more and we want to be able to show the market is that, you know, you shouldn't be afraid of technology. Mm -hmm. And as much as it may be very confusing, it may be very overwhelming, you know, we're there to be able to assist our customers utilize technology to improve their productivity. Mm. We have Mm. the expertise in our teams and we're available to be able to help them achieve those objectives. We see it as a partnership. We have customers that have been with us since inception, continue Mm. to remain with us. We have partners that have been with us for many, many years because they know that they can depend on us and we just want to help. We Mm -hmm. want to be able to assist them and we want to work with them, help grow their businesses Mm because that's one of our objectives is to grow ours. And we know that that cannot happen in isolation without a partnership. Mm -hmm. So we want to work on improving and making better on that.
0: Outstanding. Outstanding, Wayne. Team, good luck for this last push through November and December. If you are going away, go away sensibly drive safely or fly safely depending on where you are lucky enough to go or just remain safe Uh, support local businesses and then customers will support you but thank you for your time and thank you for spending it with us we really value the time to learn from you and to get a better understanding of all of you you've been great thank you Caspar I think we're gonna have to buy you a leatherman dude you need a leatherman you would look good with a leatherman The rest of you look fabulous. I hope you have a lovely day further. Wayne, thank you for letting me host this. And I will catch you again next time.
5: Thank you, Daniel. Thank you to the team. Be safe. Cheers.